0: I'm pretty sure if Alyssa could have like slapped me through the phone at one point, she probably would have. Several times. Um, several. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to Bedtime Thoughts, a podcast where we discuss Black and queer issues that keep us up at night.
1: We're your hosts, Alyssa and Juliet what's going on girl what's up what's good tell me what's going on Mm, mm, mm. Eh.
0: okay the end um good (laughs) so uh i don't even know like where to go from that like
1: (laughs) there was a lot of questions i understand let's start with what's going on
0: okay so um your girl your girl got a covid test today Dude, that fucking thing up your nose is bullshit. It's bullshit. They put it down okay. my throat. No, because I, I asked, and she's like, "Um, that one's not as accurate. And I was like, I don't give a fuck.
1: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <X. laughs> Comfort over knowledge. She was like, <laughs> she, like, put it
0: up my nose, and I, like, freaked out because I was like, oh, my God, I just touched my eyeball. And then... <laughs> <laughs> So she takes it out of my nose and she's like, she's like, that one didn't go as far up. And she's like, okay, I just want to prep you and let you know that we have to do the other nose. And I was like, you have to do the other nostril. What the fuck? (laughs) And I was like, I'm sorry. I did not mean to curse at you. And she's like, no, okay, sweetie, I've heard
1: worse. And I was like, but for real, this is bullshit, right? (laughs) This is not happening for real right now.
0: This is happening for real. Did she use the same (laughs)
1: Q-tip up your other nostril? Okay, good. That's, that's, like, I don't know why, because they go to the same place, but that's weird to me. That's gross. Can you imagine, like, a wet Q-tip going up your other nostril? <laughs> no, it's
0: not even a Q-tip. It's, like, a brush thing.
1: It's a brush?
0: Like, it, it's, like, a little, it looks like a brush on the end, not a Q-tip. Interesting. Where did you go? I went to, um, I don't know, this, like, bougie walking clinic, because it's close to my house. Bougie.
1: Damn. And then they, got they brought this
0: doctor out on an iPad. Like what the fuck is he going to do? <laughs> She's dying. <Bitch. laughs> she was like this is okay. We'll be seeing you. And I was like y'all know this is a joke, right? <laughs> right. Can we all agree that this is <laughs> this is stupid?
1: This is a feature of medicine. This has been in works even before COVID.
0: Yeah, I don't need to talk to a doctor. What is a doctor on an iPad gonna do, bitch? The thing was blurry. I'm sure he couldn't even see me. He couldn't even ha- he couldn't even see me. He was looking at the roof of my car, and he's like, "I'm a PA. Uh, this is what we're doing." And I was like, "This nurse could have explained it to me." And not wasted my time like this. And he was like, do you have any questions? And I was like, no. And he was like, no questions. And I was like, no. And then she was like, okay, I'm going to go get this stuff. Like holding the iPad and like walking away. And I was like, I know she feels dumb as shit doing (laughs) this.
1: (laughs) Okay, but that's why things are so expensive. Because the shit that the nurse can tell you, a higher level provider is telling you. That's why everything's so fucking...
0: It doesn't even make sense. Honestly, I didn't even pay for it. My insurance covered it.
1: Somebody's fucking paying for it. I mean, like, I'm not paying for it. I mean, I guess that's what's important. It ain't coming out of my wallet.
0: So now I can get my hair done.
1: What are you going to do to your hair?
0: I'm going to get knotless braids. Shut the fuck up. I'm... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not being serious.
1: Kertisha, that's for you. That is for Kertisha. I want to do knotless braids too. You're going to go get them professionally done? Mm-hmm. All right, By notes. key, obviously. Take notes so that I can learn and do them myself. Because you really ain't got two twenty five to spend on braids.
0: Well, I'm not spending two twenty five.
1: How much are you gonna spend?
0: I'm spending one eighty.
1: Huge discount.
0: Honestly, though, like I was like, okay, how much does it cost for me to get my like normal like braids that she does for me? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like that much more expensive. And I was like, I'm gonna be reckless, you know, because I can be reckless with my life.
1: I <laughs> can be reckless with my life, Juliet. <clears throat> you realize we haven't clapped yet shit but it's okay we can clap now and then we'll just we'll take out the clap in the middle and it'll be fine it'll line up (laughs) leave it to us (laughs) like that's why at at one hour we're just like wait we've only talked about one thing
0: (laughs) honestly because i just spent this whole time telling you about that fucked up COVID test (laughs) (laughs) fucking ipad You know what I felt like? I felt like in Futurama when they would carry around those, like, heads. (laughs) I felt like that's what the lady was doing. I know she had to have felt like that. (laughs) I just know it. So I wanted to use this as a PSA for everyone to stay the fuck inside of their houses.
1: Mm, Stay the fuck inside.
0: And, uh...
1: The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it.
0: yeah. Pandemic's not over. Stopping stupid. stupid. Um, I feel like I'm really coming for people's necks right now. But you're the one who got the COVID test. But I'm the one who got the COVID test. And you know what? You know what? I wasn't even doing anything stupid. <laughs> I literally went to go visit my family. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just went to go visit my family. I was just trying to be a good granddaughter. Mm. Tragic. But... A tragedy. It'd be like that in these streets. I do. So yeah. Do like um, that. how are you, Alyssa?
1: You know, I'm here. It's been a really weird day. I've I had intentions of getting up early. I went to bed early. I went to bed at like eleven. Twelve so at the early. latest. That's wow. pretty early that's early for me. What time did we get off the phone? We got off the phone at like nine. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's super early for me.
0: So you should have been bed at like 10.
1: <clears throat> I wasn't tired.
0: Mm.
1: But so I went to bed at like 11 or 12. I had this big plan. Get up at 7. Start working. Be done by like 11. Because that's how great my job is. And then clean my house. Did I do any of that? No. I don't know what happened. I have no idea what happened. And then all of a sudden, you te- you call me, and you're telling me that Brie has talked about us in her fucking podcast. And then my whole life is derailed, and I have to go listen to the episode. So that took up like an my hour of my life. My whole life
0: was derailed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even more so than it was before, <laughs> as if it was on wow. a track.
0: So to start what with. I'm hearing is you're blaming Brie. I'm not
1: blaming Brie. No, a Bri. woman in Canada. No, no. <laughs>
0: No, For no. your non-productive day. No,
1: no, Brie, don't take it that way. No, no, I love you. We're best friends. Please don't hate me. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. That's not the case. I just, you know, e- I'm easily distracted, and this was very distractible, worthy. So okay. I did- I also
0: just want to point out that you just noted that you have a new best friend. Does that mean you have a new podcast host? <laughs>
1: Yikes, Bree, what's up? <laughs> Can we... things are getting awkward over here? I am gonna need a new podcast host, actually. <laughs> okay, J.K., you're irreplaceable. Yes, girl. Thank yeah, you. So that's how my day is going. Day is unproductive. After this, I gotta go back to work. So it's fun. That's gonna be so
0: much fun. Super. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right, Alyssa. Mm-hmm. What is your victory for this week? Oh, man.
1: So many great things have happened this week, Juliet. It's just so... Obviously. It's hard to t- just name them all. It's really, really difficult. Honestly, I really enjoy the weekend with you and us yeah. going to the beach, and it was like, it was really chill, and I feel like... We don't have, like, for me at least, I don't have a lot of, like, chill days where I don't really have a plan. Like, I'm always, like, plan, plan, plan. But we kind of just went. We chilled. Everything happened that happened. And it was cool. And I really enjoyed our, like, in-depth conversations with Rondé. And it was just, like, it was chill. And it was awesome. And I enjoyed it. It was a
0: good weekend. Yeah. Well, I guess can't use that. I can't use that as my victory. I'm
1: sorry. Um... (laughs) You can. You can take it.
0: No, it's okay. I'm going to be original.
1: Mm.
0: Honestly, like, something I've been thinking about that I think is a victory, also kind of, like, an epiphany, Mm -hmm. is um, sometimes I worry that I take up too much space in the people around me, like, in their life, Mm -hmm. and I realized recently, because last week was a shit week, this week is... Gonna be better. I'm manifesting. Mm-hmm. That's what they said to do on Instagram.
1: Put it in the universe. Um, <laughs> that's what, that's what Instagram told me to do. That's what
0: Instagram told me to do. So, um, but I realized recently that, like, the people who have, like, who have been there for me and the people who care about me, don't feel like I'm taking up too much space in their life and taking up their time, mm-hmm. and it was. It felt like a victory to realize that and to acknowledge that um, I have this whole, I have this whole support group and this whole support system Mm -hmm. who's here for me, and that's been really great. So, I guess that's my victory.
1: I don't know if it would classify as a victory. No, that's an awesome victory. You've got a team. Realizing that you have a team, that's an Mm -hmm. awesome victory, and I feel like that's that kind of, like, ties into self-love and, like, the confidence that you have in yourself and, like, the place that you have in people's lives.
0: I guess. I think for me, though, it's never it's never been that I don't feel confident in the place that I have in people's lives just so much as wanting not I want I want to make sure that, like, my relationships are, like, mutual giving and taking. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so, like, when I speak to people, and when I reach out to people, I want to make sure that it's a very reciprocal Mm -hmm. thing.
1: It's not like you're just dumping all your problems on them.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I realize that. Like, with every relationship, it's always going to be, like, give and take. Mm -hmm. And sometimes my friends are going to need 80, you know? And sometimes I'm going to need that. You know, it's never going to be 50-50. You know, it's never going to be 100%, like, or it's never going to be equally reciprocal. Mm -hmm. But it's acknowledging that in those friendships and in those relationships, it doesn't always have to be so long as you understand that, this is how relationships work you know sometimes you're gonna take more than you can give and sometimes you're gonna give more than you're taking and that's okay
1: totally okay so i love that realization for you
0: yeah it was good shit yeah
1: shall we get into what's keeping us up in these motherfucking sheets we
0: shall get into (laughs) what's keeping us up in these motherfucking sheets um So we are going to talk about Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. and how it's impacted us and kind of the allyship that's come out of that and take a little deep dive into that.
1: Just a small deep dive, maybe like a five foot dive into the pool. Five
0: foot. Maybe nine Mm -hmm.
1: foot if you're feeling if you're feeling adventurous
0: if you're feeling adventurous oh. so before we get started i just wanted to say that we're recording on august 24th and yet another black man was horrifically shot by the police and his name is jacob blake and he was shot in front of his children
1: yeah he was shot like seven he was shot seven times in the back honestly when i watched the video i was like He's oh dead. God, No. He's he's dead. they shot him so close, yeah. Like, and so rapidly, there's no way that he would have survived. But he's they say he's stable, so prayers. Which to is amazing. Him, yeah,
0: God, he didn't die. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I remember I was talking about whether or not it was gonna still be relevant. Whether or not people would still find it relevant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um,
1: I think it's come. We've come to find out that it's always gonna be relevant.
0: It's always going to be relevant, 100%. And and it's always going to be something that we will need to speak out and speak up about. when mm-hmm. um, I guess, like, going into how it's impacted us, I know for me, I'm tired of seeing this shit, honestly. I didn't watch the video. I refuse to watch the video. No. I just can't do it. But it's- I'm, I'm just... It's I'm a lot. Sick of it.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot. And, but I told myself after um, George Floyd's death that I wouldn't watch another video of a black man dying because since we were in middle school, you know, that's all we've seen. We've seen that every year, right? And it's traumatic. And um, I remember Chica coming on. I love her. I remember Chica <laughs> coming on Instagram and saying, like, y'all can keep that shit. Like, don't post, don't post that on Instagram. Don't post that on my social media. I don't want to see it. That's, 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 uh, that's trauma porn, and that's exactly what it is. It's people it is. people recording a man dying and posting it on the internet. While it's something that people need to to know about, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can be triggering for a lot of people. But I was just scrolling on Instagram and I happened upon it. I happened upon a man getting shot. Why is that normalized?
0: Yeah, and I don't I don't think it's not normal for us to watch people die or be shot or be seriously injured. Mm-hmm. And Thankfully Jacob didn't die, but like it's not it's not normal and it's it's traumatic. I mean you think about you know, like think about nine eleven, right? Mm-hmm. There were there are people who are traumatized, who can't get out on planes, who can't go into sky rises, who never who have never been to New York City mm-hmm. just from watching it, you yeah. know? and then you have a group of people you have black people who live the experience of systemic racism every day you have black people who experience police brutality every day and now casually scrolling on Instagram you see this trauma right and like how much that like impacts you and like it's just it's not like you said it's not normal and I don't know why we've normalized this idea that we need to see the trauma happening we need to see the death happening or the brutality happening in real time for people to say this is nonsense Mm -hmm. you know this should not exist why do we need to see these videos to justify that this person should not have gotten shot to justify that this person should not have been killed it doesn't make any sense to me and it seems so backwards that in order to validate a human life we have to see their death you know?
1: Wow. What a sentence. What a sentence. I, I agree with you. I think, but I think that, and not to validate this in any way, in, validate any of this in any way, but I think that people just look at black people as a whole, as stronger, and like as a threat, and that if a black person is shot by a police officer, killed by a police officer, then they deserved it. And I feel like these videos are surfacing because on one hand, people want to show people that they did not deserve it. But on the other hand, people want to capitalize on the death of these individuals. Like there are two sides of this, you know, like there are Instagram accounts that, that make money off of, off of content. And I feel like, you know, circulating that kind of content (laughs) makes some money, unfortunately, which is fucking shitty. And then on the other hand, you're, you're trying to show people that this person did not deserve to die. And I feel like we've gotten to a point where it needs, like that is what needs to happen in quotations. Like that's what people feel like need to happen because all these black men are dying behind closed doors. And then there are these, these false narratives coming out saying that they deserved it. And even with the video, they're saying that. And I get that. I just take
0: it to another thing. I don't know. Create a trauma porn social media. Mm. Like, (laughs) if that's what you feel like (laughs) people need to see to, like, justify that this person should not have been brutalized. I get what you're saying. I just...
1: I'm not saying it's right.
0: No, I agree. But I feel like we at this point should have progressed past that, you know, past that need and past that whatever it is that people feel like they want to see mm-hmm. to justify, you know. And, and I think about, like, the families, you know. I think about the people who this, is, this affects, like, you know, on a day-to-day, like, they will wake up and, you know, their family member, their partner, you know, their best friend, they won't be there. You know, and then they log on and there is no there is no safe place for them. They log on to Instagram and imagine scrolling and seeing the death of someone, you know, on social media, you know, imagine, you know, Googling your family member or your friend and their death is the first thing that pops up or this horrific instance of them being brutalized pops up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's insane. And and a part of me feels like it's not. It's I get it. A part of me feels like it's disrespectful. Like I think about oh, what yeah. I want to see my family members death constantly shown over and over and over and over again just to prove that they didn't they did shouldn't have died they didn't have to die at the hands of the police right Mm -hmm. they shouldn't have been brutalized at the hands of the police and it just infuriates me and it angers me that we're still sitting here arguing over whether or not black people deserve to live Mm -hmm. you know like fundamentally that's what it comes down to and then I think about like is it something that we need to see because then I also think about Breonna Taylor right and the justice that she hasn't received yet. Right. The fact that, like, copywriting her name is further along than her murderers being arrested. Ridiculous. You know? Absolutely insane. And and so I think, like, is it because we didn't see that that people aren't as outraged? Mm-hmm. Is it because she's a woman? Like, what is it? You know, like, what is it that has made this not as viral, you know, right? And I so think, to speak.
1: Well, I think that Brianna Taylor is... People are outraged about her and people are speaking out and people are doing the things that, that they can do to get her killers arrested. But I think that, that you're exactly right because we did not see it. There is no evidence, quote, that she, that these people killed her or that these people did not act out of self-defense. And that's the shitty part of it. Like to see someone die in order to get justice for them or to not see them die and there is no justice at all. It's like mm-hmm. the catch twenty two. So in the age of social media, in the age of cell phones, like the the minute something happens, somebody has their phone out. I feel like, you know, this has always been happening. These these murders have always happened, but it's the ease of access of devices of technology that allow us to see them more frequently you know yeah but I think yeah I don't know I feel like I sound like a
0: broken record I just seeing that over and over again I feel like loses
1: that effect like it desensitizes us
0: yeah becoming desensitized to seeing someone die or almost die yeah isn't normal it isn't something that we should experience and then you think about like The trauma of growing up black, you know, Mm -hmm. and then added to this, you know, and it just it's so much and it's so overwhelming. But and I I do agree, like in the age of like cell phones and social media, we we do things that is like quick. It's going to grab your attention quickly, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to get it's going to spark outrage instantly, you know. So I, I get that. I just, maybe it's a societal shift that needs to happen in terms of how we look at the lives of black people.
1: Oh, 100%. And,
0: you know, I think that it's just traumatic, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's just so much, it's so much to handle. And like,
1: yeah, why do we have to prove our, our worth when the Mm -hmm. only difference between us and someone lighter than us is the origin of our skin? We're only darker because we originated from closer to the equator. We're the same fucking species. It's not like you're, you're yeah. arguing between a human and a dog. People treat their dogs better than they treat black people. It's... Fuck.
0: Yeah. And I know, like, there's so much context around, like, being black in the United States. Mm. You know? There's so much that impacts that experience. But I think, like, also... You know, when you talk about, like, being black in the United States and you talk about, like, now I feel like there are more people talking about it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was just talking to my sister about this. Like, I feel like there are more people talking about it. But a part of me feels like there's not that many more people, like, outraged, I guess. Like, I feel like it's more of a, like, the black square. You Mm -hmm. know, you post something to show that you stand look yeah look I stand with you you know I I'm here and I think again with the social media culture it's so easy because you don't want to be like canceled you don't want people to think that oh you're a racist like you people know, are more afraid of like being called racist mm-hmm. than like actually like being racist <laughs> being racist or standing up and speaking out like truly yeah. like doing something and I think It's also that you don't have to verbally say something. You can act. You Mm -hmm. can do things. There are several things you can do. You know, like, you don't have to say on social media that you support. And I know that, like, I know that people disagree. Mm -hmm. Like, that if you're not posting every day about it, then you don't care about it. You know? But there are people who are figuring out ways that they can actually like help with the resources and the skills that they have you know Mm -hmm. in the community that they're in so I think of like people like how many how how often I see the word ally Mm -hmm. come across on my Instagram I'm an ally I stand with the black community an ally to the black community it's like and what Okay, (laughs) congratulations.
1: I remember us having this conversation at the beginning of the, like, when the movement, like, kind of picked up again. Because this movement has been going on for years. It's not like this is the first year it's Mm -hmm. been. But since it picked up again after George Floyd's death, I remember us having a conversation about um, the, the allyship and, like, the amount of people... The amount of people who are being reached right now. And I remember saying like, you know, this isn't any different than a few years ago when mm-hmm. there was an outrage, uh, like Trayvon Martin's death or Sandra Bland's death or anyone else's death after this or after that. I remember saying like, this is the same thing. The same people are speaking up. The same things are happening. It's, we're just in this like constant cycle. Um, and you were like. More people are speaking up now. Like the message has reached more people in all walks of life now. Like more people who are not people of color, not black people, are speaking up and using their voice, using their platform to deliver this message. And um, I remember you like being really passionate about that. So do you think that's changed since um, May? <laughs> since May? Yeah, I think that's when. Um, yeah, that was May. I think that
0: you know after watching, like, the motions of it, Uh I think that my perspective is different in a sense that I think those people are still, you know, speaking up. But I also feel like those people don't understand what it means to be a true ally and actually amplify the voice of the community that you are trying to be an ally for. Uh And I thought at the beginning, like, these people are going to say something and they're going to pass the mic. You know, they're going to highlight the voices and the organizations and the people who have been doing this work who have dedicated their life to this work you know yeah. because they're so because you know they're so invested and I feel like what's happening is almost like it's a people trend. it's a trend but people are not they're speaking up but they're trying to speak on behalf of the black community mm. and i that's what bothers me. You're not speaking up in terms of like, look at this author, you know, like look at this person who has been fighting the people in this community that I live in, the organizations, you know, all of these things. And um, and what I would like to see is like you pass a blank because what I, I don't feel like is useful is your guilt's not useful to me. Mm-hmm. Your... I don't. Your black square. Your black square isn't useful to me. Your, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for the black community isn't useful to me. Mm -hmm. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. You know, like, and if that's all that you have to say, then quite frankly, shut up. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, don't speak. Allow someone else's voice to be heard. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, take the time to listen take the time to learn and you don't have to put out all of the things that you're doing to educate yourself you know like if you want to that's fine but don't let like don't let that take over the voices of the people in this community you know
1: don't be performative
0: don't be performative and I think that's I think like seeing it evolve as I've seen like a lot of passion mm-hmm. turn into performance. Performance, mm-hmm.
1: And that's what, that's, I feel like that is exactly what happens every cycle of a black person's death. And I feel like that's exactly what I saw with Trayvon Martin's death. It's exactly what I saw with Sandra Bland. It's exactly what I saw with Eric Garner. Eric Garner, everybody. It's this, and I, I said this, um, like at a work meeting, it's this, initial outrage of all these people saying, I can't believe they killed this this person. I can't believe they killed this man. I can't believe they killed this woman in front of their kids, um, behind closed doors, whatever it is. Outrage for maybe a month, a week, whatever it is, depending on the situation. And then we return back to normal, like nothing ever happened. And it's not to say that this is necessarily the exact same as that situation because people are still speaking out. Like there are mm-hmm. still people there's still people who are using their platforms to amplify black voices. And I I think that is what's different this time. Yeah. Um I think that there has been a shift in that sense. But definitely not as many people who were speaking up at the beginning. Like a lot of yeah. people I feel like they have um returned to their normal content. Um and they have taken the mic back basically, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I agree with you. I would love to see more people with power on their platforms, hand those mics over to people who have been doing the work and who can educate people because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's hard to educate yourself on something that doesn't directly affect you. I agree. You know, and people are not going to do that work necessarily. They're not going to, like, if it doesn't affect them in their daily life, why would they do that work unless they're super passionate about it? And I think that comes back to, like, when people, when all the black people were like, I'm not going to teach you anything. I'm not going to teach you um, about my culture or about my life, about my struggles. But it's like, how do you expect people to to know and to care? Well... So
0: I, I, I think that it's valid. I think it's valid for people to, for black people to say, like, look, I don't want to exhaust myself teaching you. You can Google this. You can learn this. You can, If you are, and I think a part of being a true ally is saying, like, I need to take it upon myself to learn and mm-hmm. to understand what is happening in the world because there are black authors out there who have written about it, you know, scholars out there who have put out studies, you know, numerous information is out there and is available. Like, do I think it's beneficial for black people to share and speak up? Mm -hmm. Yes. But I do think that because I think about like how I'm feeling now and I feel I talk about it at work. I talk about it with friends. I talk about it and passing. I hear about it, you know, and I for a while I was like on social media, like constantly posting, constantly talking about it, and it gets draining. It gets draining to bear yourself mm-hmm. out there like that so frequently and so often for people to just come and like cherry pick your story. Yeah. And then tell your story that they cherry picked, you know? So like I think that there is validity to black people saying like, look, there are resources that you can use. Mm-hmm. I also think that, like, you know, on the flip side, like, yes, it is beneficial for people to hear, like, the lived experiences of black people. But I think it's definitely a choice that black people are allowed to make mm-hmm. because, because what they're experiencing is – it is it is more traumatic, you know. It is a lot. And if you have the capacity, then, yeah, take that time to educate people. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've what I've also been seeing is, like, there are black people who are like, you know what, I'm not really going to focus on educating white people because they can, they can Google that. But I'm going to focus on making sure that black people are educated and cared for and understanding, like, how to take care of themselves and how to deal with this trauma and stuff like that. So I really think it depends on, like, how that specific black person wants to exert their energy, you know?
1: I hear that. I hear that. I think... It's so funny how things have changed, like progressed through this entire movement. Because <laughs> at the beginning, you were like, you know, we should educate. And we were on the same page with that. And I, I agree with what you're saying. Like it is exhausting. It's exhausting to constantly post, constantly to like tell your story and your struggles. And and I I agree with you in that sense. I think that it's still important to, if somebody shows an interest, and obviously if you have the capacity, like I'm not telling you go and and. If I can tell everybody your business, if, if you don't have the capacity, but if you have the capacity, I think it's important if there are people willing to ask the, the questions to, to like offer answers to those questions and then follow up with, and there's research on this, you know, like start the conversation, get the ball rolling. But, and I, I don't like, I don't necessarily think that it's our job, but I don't think that it's fair to be like, you know, like go fucking go figure it out on your own and expect people to do it you know
0: and i i completely get what you're saying but i think that when you think of allyship and you think of being an ally being an ally is understanding that you as an ally have a responsibility to educate yourself Mm -hmm. right to go out and search for the resources because i you know Were there resources handed to me as a Black person on how to, like, navigate this and figure this out in my life experiences? You know, like, if you are going to say that you're an ally to this community, and whatever community, whatever community that you are going to be an ally to, you have a responsibility to first educate yourself and second have the conversation, And I feel like that's the order it should go in. I think that your first thing is to educate yourself and, like, look at what's going on and educate yourself about what's going on, because it's important to take that step as an ally to say, okay, I understand that I benefit from this system, right, in some way. And... I'm not affected by this system, and I need to understand how I benefit. I need to understand where my privilege lies. I need to understand X, Y, Z.
1: But I also and, think...
0: And then, and then you can say, like... Because then you, you're you not reaching out to people like, hey, what can I do for you? Hey, what can I read? What can I... Can you give me a list of books? But how does a conversation...
1: You- how does a the conversation... These fucking cats are... How does the conversation change, if if the if you're educating yourself first, then what is the question afterwards?
0: I think that you can have a more sustained conversation because this person isn't educating you on resources and books and stuff like that. You can actually talk about the experience. You can talk about the systemic racism. You can talk about like, you know, you can. You can have a deeper conversation than just asking someone for resources and asking someone how to talk. Someone asked me, how should I talk to my kids about racism? Do I I have kids? Yeah. You know, like, is that a conversation I want to have? Like, no, it's not. Like, you have kids. You need to educate yourself on how to talk to your kids about race. You know, like, I think that you after you educate yourself you foster more of a this is what I'm seeing you know like this is what's happening like for example like at work I find that people who have like read books and who have like done research when we talk we can talk about like actual like problems and I'm not bearing my story out to them consistently I'm not telling them about all of my childhood traumas and all of the shit that I went through or I've seen my brothers go through Uh or my sisters go through Uh you know I'm not I'm not talking about that you know I'm talking more about the problem and they understand more of the problem they understand not understand but they have educated themselves on what black people in the United States have experienced and because of that I feel like they're more able to like like we were at work and we were like pitching ideas like what can we do as a company Mm -hmm. and the people who like had done research and understood it wasn't like they were sitting there like well why should we do this because you know it's this this then this or can you tell me how like you know like can you tell me why you think and it's like could you read a book and then we can like talk, right? And then you can pitch ideas. You can understand where we're coming from. You can join the conversation.
1: But I also think that like, it's important to open up the opportunity to be an ally. Like, I think that it's important to, to make the decision to be an ally and then read a book. But I also think that there are people who aren't sure that they are an ally or don't know how to be an ally or don't know like w- what their role is in this life and it's not well, to say that it's our job it's not our job I, I get to, what you're saying. it's not our job to like to, to to make people allies to us but in this situation that we're in in this in this humanitarian crisis that we're in um it's you know these these are conversations that need to be started in order to make people want to be allies and then they can educate themselves but i, I think
0: see, that sorry i'm sorry for interrupting you
1: i think that it's it, i just think it's important to like have have the like allow these conversations to happen and like allow people to ask you questions so that they can see their value as an ally and then continue to to educate themselves i think that it's deterring to like have to to say like to have somebody ask you a question and then be like no you need to read up on that and then like and then you know then it's up to them to read up on it and that's not really your problem but if you if we want people to to support us and be allies to us then we have to support them in in doing in doing the work
0: That's not – I'm not saying that, like, to just completely write them off, but I'm saying that, like, the way that I hear what you're saying is, like, if someone doesn't know if they want to be an ally, it's not my responsibility to make them an ally. It's not your responsibility to make them an ally. But I think it's an important conversation to have. But if – if you want to have a conversation, I'm not saying to not have the conversation, but what I'm saying is black people aren't your resource on how to become an ally. Like – Black people are not your resource on how to become an ally and it's not a black person's responsibility if you're teetering on the fence and you don't know whether or not you think that black lives matter like or whether or not you think that like systemic racism is bad it's not my job to convince you right like it's not my job to sit here and say this is why these are the videos that you should watch. These are the books that you should read. If you want to have a conversation, I'm completely open to having a conversation. Like someone messaged me. I posted something and someone messaged me like, hey, um, I, I was always taught that, you know, referring to like African-Americans as black was rude, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I see that you're saying that it's not. And she was like, and I, I've been reading about this and she was like, I don't know how like to feel I feel conflicted um but like she had told me already like she was like yeah I looked into this I understand and she was like I just wanted to like you know like talk to you about it and mm-hmm. see like how you felt and like that's different yeah but that's, that's different that but that's different than you being like hey I haven't done anything I don't know if I want to. if you don't know if you want to be an ally like I'm not gonna sit here and convince you I also feel like if someone like I think like I said, like being an ally, like when I think about like other groups of people right that I don't relate to and they have different struggles and they have different traumas, like I feel like to be an ally to them is to figure out myself like what what can I do to help this community? What resources do I have access to? What privilege do I have access to to help this community? I'm not gonna go to that community and say, This is what I do. What can I what can I help you with? Right? Like, why do you need to be innovative for me? Why do you need to figure out what I like what I can do to help you? You know, like, to me, that's very backwards. It doesn't make sense. And like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying that like, you can't have the conversation. Right. Like conversations are important. Conversations foster growth. I 100 percent agree with that. What I don't agree with is using black people as your first source, right, as your resource to not put in the work of what it means to be an ally and what being an ally takes. You know, like being an ally isn't easy. Being an ally isn't going to be this, like, walk in the park. I talked to my black friends and they said that I should do X, Y, Z. You know, like, as an ally, you don't want to further burden this group of people into educating you. It's not, it's not our job to educate you. And I know you said that you're not saying it's our job. But, like, as an ally, you should understand that. Right? You should take that place of compassion. Like you said, like... It's so important for people to understand our lived experiences. It's also important for those people to do the research on these lived experiences, you know, and the history of it. That's like my point of view. Okay. You disagree?
1: No, I don't disagree. I think that you, those are valid points and passionate points and like that, that are obviously like you you cannot come to your black friends and say this is i don't know anything tell me everything that need that i need to know to be an ally but i think that in this very unique time yes we deserve we deserve basic human rights we deserve the right to not have to educate somebody on why being black is equivalent to being human and why we deserve to be on this planet just as much as everybody else but the way i see it is that people don't think that people don't think that we deserve to be here people don't think that we are worthy of living and so to to say that i mean i understand the definition of an ally but like to say that like if you have if you decide to be an ally, you need to do this work. Like, who is to say like how do you how do you <sighs> I feel like what I'm trying to say is that there is this negative stigma behind educating people and like feeling like you need to like like you shouldn't have to tell people why your life is valuable and why what you need. You know, you shouldn't have to tell people that this is this is the direction that we want to go and people should just know if they know what is right and what is wrong, right? But I I think, you know, I'm just thinking of it from an ally perspective because I, I think of myself as an like as an ally in other communities and what role do I play? I don't just go out necessarily and research things right off the bat. I have conversations with people that make me want to research things, you know, and make me want to learn more about ways that I can support their community. Um, I think that that's where, that's where true allyship forms, is through having those conversations with people. So when you go ahead and you tell people that you're not going to have this conversation with them and that they need to research things on their own, I feel like it, it really turns people away and it makes the next person or, or it makes them not want to talk to the next person about an issue because they're going to feel like th- they're being turned away, they're being deterred. So that's the way I see it. And I also feel like we're looking at allyship as like you're either all the way or you're not at all. And I, I think that it's a spectrum. I think that there are people who are going to be far more dedicated to, to a movement than there are other people, and there are people who are going to be 100% against it. But I think what is missing here is that there's no conversation for the people in between. There's no conversation for those people who aren't really sure what to do or aren't really sure how to support. And humans are personable species. They thrive on connection. And it's hard to... It's hard to, to... connect to something that you are not innately connected to. It's easy for us as black people to say, black lives matter, this is wrong, and we want to be treated equally, and these are the things that we need to do. But looking at it from a white person's perspective, yes, they might say black lives matter, killing these people are wrong, but how do they how do they move past that without having conversations with black people and their experiences? And I'm not saying that you necessarily need to bear all of your experiences. You don't have to tell them all your traumas, but just have a conversation about what they think or have, allow them to have a conversation about what you think about topics. And then that allows them to go ahead and research. And I think that it's very, like, it's very one or the other, like, the way that you're explaining it, it's very, like, you're either this or you're not and I think it's a spectrum and I think that's a struggle that we're facing is that we don't want to have to tell people why we deserve to exist and that's valid we shouldn't have to but we do have to and at the end of the day it's it's going to come down to touching people's humanity and and making it personal and that's the way I see it. And may- that's how I see everything, though. And I-, I see it as, like, changing one person at a time and-, and gaining true personal allies and making those true personal connections. And then those personal allies can go on and touch other personal allies or other allies and, and share their thoughts and and convert them that way. And I, I see what you're saying where allies... I need to go ahead and research and do the work, but we the work starts with us, you know. And I think about the how many decades have passed and nothing has changed, and I think that this this is this is one of the reasons why is that we're so against trying to educate other people about our struggles that. It's so easy to generalize everything and not make it personal, you know, and nothing has changed. So
0: I I agree, like not like nothing has changed, but I feel like I'm not saying it's bad to like want to convert someone, but I think that the it's not on black people is what I'm saying. Like, it shouldn't be. I, like, but it, it, no, no, no. But it's but it, it shouldn't be. And it's not. It's, but it's not, it it, but it's on them.
1: But it, they if don't you, but, see it as an important as important as so it is like, to us.
0: And so then that's when allies, right? The white allies, the non black allies reach out to their family and their friends and they do that work. We are doing other work. We are fighting other battles. We are living through other trauma.
1: But what if those people don't have allies that they are connected to? I don't,
0: like, I think, like, I think the problem is, is, like, you can't convince someone to believe in your humanity. You can't do that alone, Alyssa. Like, I can't do that alone. I can't convince someone that I should exist, that I should have basic human rights. And, like, maybe, like, you know, you can, like, live your best life, you can be the best employee, you could be the best person, like, you could walk through life, like, shitting rainbows, but you cannot convince someone that you deserve to exist and shit those rainbows, like, you know, and so, like, I get what you're saying, and I think that it's valid, like, I think that, I think it makes sense, like, and I understand, like, like, I feel like this is, something that you're passionate about and I can feel that right I can feel that like you want people so badly to like see your humanity and see that like you as a black woman deserve to exist as a black woman and this guy as a black man deserves to exist as a black man and I'm not saying that you're wrong I think that you're right but I think that like you you having that capacity then, like, if that's your capacity, then you live in that, right? Then you live in that capacity. But that's not—I don't think that's on the Black community as a whole to have that because, like, I, I, I personally believe that, like, most people come across at least one ally, you know? Like,
1: the way I see it, though, is that, like, we, we as Black people are putting— our battles our fights onto the backs of other people other allies and i'm not saying that it's not it's not up to allies to educate other people but i think it's also up to us to educate people i don't like this is our struggle and our like our hardships that we go through and things that we want and not to say that it shouldn't it's like I'm not saying that this is something we're fighting for because we're higher than any other race. We're fighting for this because we want to be equal. But I'm like, we're not equal. And that's the problem. And I think that by like putting it all on allies and saying that it's up to allies to educate their family and their friends and the people that they come into contact with is taking the burden off of us and putting it onto white people and people who do not have our struggles. I and I think that we like, I don't think that it's it's one or the other. I think it's both, and like it's like how do allies even form? Allies form because Black people have talked to them, so it's. But like, I don't agree with
0: that necessarily.
1: Like, allies were I, not just born, and we're like, oh, I'm but thinking, I like, think Black like, lives, like, lives Matter. That's not how it works.
0: Like, yeah, they but there had are whi- but Alyssa there. I get that, but there are white people who see what's happening and know that that's wrong. I not every white person is sitting here and is like. Oh my god, black people are dying. Whatever will I do? Like some white people are like, "Fuck, that's horrible. That's I know horrific." That. And I know like that. those those like it's not like it's not like they they see this and they just like keep living their merry lives like, "Yeah, I get it." Like there are people who like do, but there are also people who don't and there are people who don't need that. it to be explained to them that like black lives should be a thing right that like we deserve to have the fundamental basic rights and the basic respect that other races receive and I'm not saying that like I'm not saying that like no one knows that and I don't think that's what you're saying but I feel like it's there's a difference right there's a difference between like putting all of like think about like how many people like just constantly tell their stories and have to justify their livelihood there are black people doing other work there are black people who are filling other voids and other spaces and they are using their capacity to do that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: they are using their capacity to form other paths and it's not on them to say like while i'm working on this and while i'm putting in the work in this way I need to also put in the work so that, like, you see that as a fundamental basic right. Like, I don't deserve to be shot seven times for walking away from a police officer while a white man who just shot up a church gets to go to Burger King afterwards. Like, the that's not on them to, like, consistently explain that. And so, like, being an, like, being an ally is, like, taking that right? It's, it's sharing that burden. It's saying like, look, I see that you're struggling. I see that your cup is full. I see that your cup is continuously overflowing. And what I want to do is I want to take some of that water and I want to share it, right? I have the capacity to fill my cup and to put this on my plate and to speak up and elevate these voices and, and elevate the voices of the people who have been putting in the work and understand that like the work that you're putting in for your black community you have that space now you have that capacity to continue doing your life's work and whatever field it is to show that black people belong there too like that is an ally and so like yes I think that if you have it in you yes speak up say it right like and and like have those conversations have those hard conversations but like when you when you think about, like, an ally and you think about how many people who are performing their allyship, if they weren't actually performing and they were elevating black voices and black stories, think about how many people they could reach, right? If they weren't just posting black squares or, like, reposting the same, like, you know, today is a beautiful Monday and a perfect time to arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. If they were posting more substantial things, right? and they were like putting that work into it like they could also reach so many people that allows you to like say okay what are my strengths and what are my talents and how how do I want to do this right is this something I want to do at work and like what that looks like and I don't have to constantly like lay my traumas bare and have the same conversations and like do that research for someone who wants to be an ally because if you want to be an ally you will be an ally
1: I'm not saying that ally like I'm not saying that I don't understand what an ally is or that allies are not important. Allies are very important, and I'm just saying that to build the the community of allies is it shouldn't be on necess- just on other allies. It should the burden should be shared. Just like you said, like it should be sh- like our struggles should be shared with other people, and they they should. They should take whatever is overflowing from our cup and, and support us and elevate us and put us in, in the room. But that also starts with us. I don't think that we, and I, I keep saying this, but I don't think that it is only on the ally to share our struggles or share spaces with other people and convert them to allies. I'm not it is saying also that it's, on us. I'm not saying it's only that, on an ally. that's what it seems like.
0: But I'm not oh, saying right. it's only on the ally, but I'm saying that it's not on all black people either. I'm no, but like,
1: I'm not. I'm only saying that if there is a conversation to be had and and if there is somebody who wants to have a conversation with a black person about being an ally, then that conversation should be had. Because the problem is there's not enough allies. And that's why we're still in this in this space of of this cycle that. That our our blackness needs to be questioned, our humanity needs to be questioned. More people need to understand. But, but think that about we are. I get what
0: you're saying, but think about all of the think about all of the people, right? If you just look at, like, look at that black square, right? <sighs> look at all of the people who posted that, Alyssa. If they were like, okay, I stand with the black community, and they did more don't you think that we could have real, true allies? Like, don't you think, like, if those people had put in more work to educate themselves, we could have more allies? Like, obviously, they know that it matters. But don't you think, like, don't you think that if if they were like, I posted this black square, let me do more. Like, don't yeah, you think that, course. like, we could of have course. more allies? And, like, why of course. don't you... But, like, don't, do you think that they could like like imagine if they all did their research and like that they, would
1: be ideal,
0: right but like, but they could and I think we're not giving them enough credit and we're not we're accepting the performance ship right the f- performative nature of their allyship like but
1: what is the what is the alternative if we if so yes i i hear what you're saying like if everybody who posted a black square did their research and 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 elevated black voices and opened the room for ev- for black voices and did whatever they could to educate themselves and be there for us yes we would have a million a billion more allies right but they don't and the problem is that it is performative and who is going to educate them on being an ally? But it is going to be up to them, yes, but it's obvious that they are not going to do the work. So what is the step in between them being a performative ally and being an active ally? What is the step in between? Somebody has to fill that void. Yeah, but and it's I'm gonna saying, be like, an why? ally or a black person. Why does and it why their does ally it, friends are not stepping up?
0: Yeah, but your ally friends should step up. And I but I feel like But why, why don't black people why, is why can't it, black people step up? Why is it the people who are experiencing the trauma responsibility to continuously re-experience that trauma and lay that trauma bare. Like, that's what I'm asking. Like, when you have a group of people who just react on their emotions and not on education, like, you are going to continuously get this performative nature. Like, I don't think that Black people haven't been telling their stories, but, like, Black people are telling their stories, and then it's that their stories are left there and they're left there with this trauma in their hand right after just telling all of these people and now they still have to pick up the people the piece, pick up the pieces and hopes that the people that they just told their traumas to will say okay let me let this is enough to let me do the work like why isn't all these videos that circulating of people dying why isn't that enough the video like if if a video of a black man dying isn't enough for you to say this is wrong, like, what is, what is enough? Like, what is enough, Alyssa? Like, that's, like, what do you think is enough? Like, do you think it's us constantly telling our stories?
1: It's not up to me to know what is enough. It is, I mean, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that reliving your trauma is not, like, that is not the best way to do this. I, but I'm saying that this cycle has happened before. And it's not working. And people continue to see us as lesser. This is all I'm saying. I'm not saying that this is the best way to do it. I'm not saying that that spilling our life story and telling people how we feel is the best way to do it. But nothing is changing, is what I'm saying. And these people, like, they're, these people are our enemies, basically. These performative, these performative um, activists, they are our enemies because they don't understand why this is important and they're not going to understand if they stay in their bubble and they refuse to be an ally and how do we how do we break away from this this racism and this brutality if these people still exist in their in the way that they're in the way that they think and no it's not it is not our problem it is not our responsibility, but it is our life. You know, it is our life and it is what we are fighting for. They're not going to die. We are going to die.
0: And I get that. And I think because of that, like, I would much rather put in the work for myself and my community than try to convert these performative allies and these performative activists. I would rather have... 10 true allies than 100 performative activists like Uh I would rather allow myself to continue doing the work and allow these allies to continue doing the work and spread that and and like instead of trying to convince someone who constantly goes through the motions to not go through the motions anymore so but I, I and I think there is value in what you're saying I think there is value in people who do want to put in that work because you're right they're not going to die we're going to die and because because of that if they're not going to work I don't I'm not going to beg you to be in a space that you don't feel like you want to be in truly that you're not going to put your all in and sure. so like so and I think that's where I come from but I think that we need people like you we need people like you who are going to say look I'm willing to sit here with you continuously I think when I like thinking back on this conversation like the 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 thing is, is I think that we all have different places in this movement like yeah. we all have different spaces mm-hmm. so if you have that space and you want and because that could be your place in this movement right that could be your place that that's something that you're passionate about that's something that you are willing to put your all into and there are other black people who are like you and if that's your space like we need you we need Mm -hmm. that because then there are people like me and i'm like look if you're not going to be with me, I'm not about to force you to sit here and stand by my side because you're just going to slow me down, right? Okay. So you you post your black square and you live your merry, happy, Caucasian life. But then- <laughs> and I'm going to be over here doing the work with these allies who are about to be by here and make sure that like the voices are elevated, the people are educated, right? And that's me, but that's where I come from. But I think that we need people with your grace and your compassion your compassion towards these people. You know. The way that
1: I see it though is that I want everybody to come along. You know, I want and I know that that's not necess- that, that's not possible. Not everybody is going to come along with us. But the people who are possibilities who are just right there you know like even though they're gonna slow us down they're gonna make the pack larger and it's gonna make the movement stronger and it's gonna take a little more extra work to get them there but you know it's not it's gonna it's gonna slow us down a little bit but it's gonna be worth it in the end that's how I see it yeah. But like you said, we, we're we're on different <laughs> we're on different sides. We're definitely not on different, different sides, sides, but we're on different like we're on different parts yeah, of this movement. Because I'm we're like different spaces. I'm not
0: gonna invest in your potential, you know, like but I, I, I get I you
1: know, that's what I love to do.
0: And I get like you want to invest in that potential and I don't have the capacity to and I think both are very valid and like you know,
1: if and I think we both have very different childhoods. We have different ways that we have experienced this world Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm grateful to not have the traumas that many black people have Mm -hmm. I'm grateful to not have like I have traumas but not not to the capacity that most of most of us have and I feel like that you know everybody has their their place where they feel comfortable to to be in Mm -hmm. like you said so wow that was a lot that was a lot final (laughs) thoughts what are your final thoughts Juliet (laughs) look my
0: final thoughts are if you're gonna be in this movement and you're going to be an ally or you're going to like commit yourself to this like find your space you know find your capacity find where you your resources your personalities who you are best fits and how you can benefit this and really put your all into it you know like whatever that capacity may be put your all into it and understand that like we are all like working towards the same cause Mm -hmm. but we need people in different places working right like a well-oiled machine Mm. We need we need all the different parts and pieces to work and to flow, and you have to find your part and where you belong, and you need to, like, put your all into that.
1: My final thoughts are that if you have the capacity to educate your peers and the people around you, do that. Um, obviously, don't, you know, overextend yourself in a way that is unhealthy, but... You know, I feel like this movement is, like I said, we're in this constant cycle of, of performative activism and really not going anywhere. So I think it's going to, it's going to take something different to move us forward. And that difference is stepping out of our comfort zones to, to start the conversations and educating people. And I'm not saying educate people, read a book and then read the book to them. I'm saying start a conversation about a book and then lead them there. That's all I'm saying. So, whew, wow.
0: Yeah, I think the goal, the goal is for this movement to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. And it's only going to be sustainable if you understand your capacity and what you can do. And your role. And also understand where your resources and your privileges lie And Mm -hmm. how they can best impact them. And, like, your access to resources um, and how they can best help the Black Lives Matter movement, you know? What do you have to offer? Yeah, what do you have to offer? And, like...
1: Where can you be of influence?
0: Yeah. So... Yep, those are the final thoughts. Thank you guys no. for tuning into this pretty <laughs> heated conversation. That was hot. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure if Alyssa could have like slapped me through the phone at one point, she probably would have. Several times. Um, Several. But, you know.
1: <laughs> it is what it is. We still love each other. We have this ability to to have these, conver- these hard conversations and yeah. share them with you guys. And hopefully it'll help you guys have these hard conversations with your friends. Yes.
0: And, you know, I think that our heated debate is going to be like...
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think it's going to be, Juliet? Tell me.
0: (laughs) I think that, like, I I think what I want to know is, like, I want to hear your thoughts on, like, black people and, like, and their role in, like, assisting or guiding performative...
1: Activists. I thought we were done with this episode. We are, but
0: I no, but I want to know the people's thoughts because I'm sure there are going to be people who agree with you. Oh, I want to okay. know the people's thoughts.
1: Okay, guys, that was a question for you, not for me. Not for you.
0: Okay, <laughs> don't get defensive on me
1: again. Okay, girl, I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I have stepped out of this room. Girl, take a shot. <laughs> oh, I. We should have started with alcohol. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Tell the people. Tell the people the things.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. So thank you so much for staying up with us. We just want to remind you guys to vote. You know, that election
1: is coming up. We got to get the Cheeto out of the office. Listen, get the Cheeto out of the and, uh, office. I don't care if Biden is not your first choice. Give up. Trump is the last choice. He's the last motherfucking choice. Okay? Yes. So, get him out of there.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, we just want to remind you guys to vote the Cheeto out of the office. Stay Ooh, educated. A movement. <laughs> and get some sleep. Alyssa, yeah. where can they find us? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, I was going to say we're going to bed, but I can't sleep because my heart is racing so motherfucking fast. (laughs) I'm going to have to cool down. Um, But you can find us on Instagram at BTT Podcast. Share your thoughts. Let us know how you feel about performative activism and your role in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Are you an ally? Are you not an ally? Are you trying to get there? Let me know. I can help you. Um, I'm just kidding. This is not an ad. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find us there. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts so we can get it up in the ranks.
0: Five stars only.
1: Five stars only. Thank you, Bree, for giving us that. <laughs> Five stars only. And like, write us something nice. We want to read it. Um, yeah. So that's it. Hey. We love you. Mm, that that was weird that didn't feel right but we do love you <laughs> good jesus night jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> great outro who <laughs> child who child all right y'all good night i'm gonna Bye. stop now <laughs> good night <laughs>